0: Welcome to Thrive and Shine. This is Tatiana Dutias. I'm hosting Thrive and Shine today with another beautiful, extraordinary guest who I will shortly introduce to you. This is a show on authentic leadership, on, on people and leaders who are really walking their talk, who are every day being the leader, whether they are in their office or at home with themselves or their children or their partner, it is about authentic leadership, about true leadership, and so as such, I have the privilege every week to have amazing people. And especially today, I'm particularly um, uh, honored to have uh, the guest, um, who is Lavinia Erico. Er- I have this little um, French accent, I guess, when I say her name, who is joining us. And, and I, uh, I particularly was touched by a speech uh, and a presentation that um, Lavinia made uh, when we were at the Albridge Club. Um, it was hosted by the XX Project, another group of wonderful uh, women who I'm part of here in LA. And I was touched by Le- um, Lavinia's um, presentation because it was so authentic. It was so real. It was so joyous. It was spiritual, yes. And as she presents herself, she is a spiritual entrepreneur. She is the founder of Equinox, and she has created, uh, from her experience and wisdom in life and in business, she has now created a movement called the Inside Out Movement. So without further ado, <clears throat> I welcome Lavinia Erico to the show. And by the way, Tony, you need to there she is. OK, sorry. I, I was worried she wouldn't have a voice. Hi, Lavinia. Hi, Tatiana. Welcome. Thank you. I'm privileged. I'm honored. I'm excited. I want to create some magic with you today. It is going to be so much fun. Thank you for joining.
1: Sure. I'm so happy to be here.
0: That's awesome. So you are based in LA still. You are. Um, you are a spiritual entrepreneur, as I've mentioned. You are the founder of Equinox, which is a beautiful um gym and Wellness center. I mean you've developed this business as uh, a beautiful opportunity for people in LA and around North America, I believe or at least America, at least the states to go to to um, to work out to to receive all kinds of wellness services. This is really your signature. So we definitely want to dig into, your path into where you are today, and why do you, you know, why why are you where you are today? Where where were you in the past that led you on this beautiful path to creating the Inside Out Movement and calling yourself the spiritual entrepreneur? So, give us a little bit of um, of an insight on that.
1: Well, first of all, when we first started the journey um, and we opened up Equinox we really believed that if you were fit, you were healthy. Mm. That's what our belief was. And we lived in that and we worked out really hard and, and we were in amazing shape. I mean, I I was in the most, I was definitely a poster child for somebody who would be, you know, considered super healthy. Mm -hmm. And then one day, I think Equinox was probably opened about a year and a half. And I don't even think I was 30 yet. I jumped out of bed and I fell flat on my face. Broke my cheek, ended up in the hospital trying to figure out what was wrong. And at that point, you know, the doctor's like, I think it's just stress. And I'm thinking like, how could it be stress? I work out three hours a day. You know, I'm on rollerblades. I dance it out. I lift it out. Like I'm totally, totally a person who is. You know, if I wasn't in great shape, I don't know what would have been. I, about a month before I had had um, a full physical, and even the doctor was like, I don't think I've ever seen a cholesterol look like this. <laughs> I mean, your, your resting heart rate is a peak athlete. So that began my exploration of what does it really mean to be healthy? Mm-hmm. If I'm not healthy, and I'm this crazy fit. Then what is health? And I took about two years to sort of do a lot of different modalities. I was just open to try anything. Um, you know, and of course, in that time it wasn't easy to find. There wasn't a lot of things that were really readily available. I mean, even to go into acupuncture, I was in New York City and I literally went underneath in a basement of a chinese restaurant to have acupuncture. <laughs> I remember getting down there and thinking is this even legal to be giving treatments like this down here? And the the man didn't speak, the doctor didn't speak a word of of english. He was 10th generation acupuncturist, you know, and that's where we had to go. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 25 years ago to mm-hmm. try to find modalities like that. And then after these two years, I did different meditations and I went on a pilgrimage. And then after that, I realized, wait a minute, you can be incredibly fit and incredibly unhealthy. And what it really means to be healthy is you have to be spiritually healthy. And I don't mean spiritual as in religion. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about spirituality is as in connecting to the true essence of who you really are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, one, you have to be mentally healthy, emotionally healthy. I mean, over the years now, they talk about your emotional IQ.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They didn't talk about that <laughs> years ago. Sure. So you had to be emotionally healthy and physically healthy. Mm-hmm. And when all of those things really align, that's where real wellness lives.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so mm-hmm. after that journey, I actually created a wellness center. And we opened up a wellness center in Equinox, I believe, and it was around um, 1997, where we had all kinds of modalities. We had chiropractic care, we took the acupuncturist out of the basement of <laughs> the basement, of his <laughs> basement. <laughs> <laughs> brought him. You know, big time, and he was amazing, Doctor Ning, an unbelievable acupuncturist. <laughs> unbelievable. Um, we did homeopathy. Um, not we had naturopath. We were doing rolfing and um, meditation and home, um, and hypnosis. Uh, we even uh, were working with people that did colonics, mm-hmm. nutrition. I mean, we were so ahead of our time.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you
1: know to the point where quite frankly i even got um almost like hate mail saying i can't believe you're
0: involved in this quackery Lavinia." oh because that's such judgment while people didn't people are usually fearful of what they don't understand
1: they just didn't know and if it again we're talking like 1997 i mean Mm -hmm. they were just like what is this voodoo what is this witchery witch witch crazy witch that you're doing and it was just like but you know what i believed so much in it and i mm-hmm. saw the impact how it changed my life and then how our members lives were getting changed from it people who hadn't slept in years were sleeping peacefully and soundfully and because of the sleep they were able to their bodies were able to restore
0: feel mm-hmm. I'm curious to, um, uh, to ask you, actually, how did it change your leadership within the company, within Equinox, with your teams, with the people working with you and for you? How did it change that?
1: Well, it's interesting because when a leader is working on themselves, when you work on yourself, you transform everybody around you, right? Because that's just the way it is.
0: Well, it's your energy too becomes very different. If you're more aligned, obviously there's, you're going to have an impact with people around you.
1: And I think of the first couple of years, um, the way I was managing people. I mean, sometimes I just, if I think about it, I'm like, Oh my God, I did that. Like, I mean, (laughs) I even had a reputation as being our first uh, health club. People don't know this was actually not an Equinox. We, opened up another one. It was called Westchester Health and Fitness and they called me the wicked witch of Westchester. (laughs) Oh nice. (laughs) When I think about it, I'm so like horrified. Really because I, you know, my intention was so pure. I just wanted everybody to do what they were supposed to be doing. And I would walk in and they weren't doing that. It was just like I would react. So interesting. So Italian girl from New Jersey like that's what we did it was like what are you doing why are you back here why are you not out there helping the clients and and then it would just be like they'd roll their eyes and be like oh she's here
0: yeah that's right it's all it was all in the doing it was all in the control and the authority exactly type of leadership before you transform
1: interesting yes and um yeah I don't but once I started really working on myself on a very deep level, um, every that's where I really feel is like that's when things just soared. That's when the teams just came together on such a deep level. Mm. You know, I remember going, this was about six years in, um, I remember going to a convention and I was at a booth and this gentleman came up to me who I... I knew of him and I knew who he was and he said to me hi Lavinia I'm so and so and I said hi and he said and I looked at him and I must have given him a little bit of a face because I definitely my face (laughs) shows exactly how I feel he said um yes Lavinia I did try to steal some senior people because he 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 was a competitor Uh, and when they came into the market they, they definitely went after a lot of our our really amazing amazing um, employees, nice. and I looked at him I said, "I know." and he said, "But I have to ask you something." He said, "I offered most of them almost double of what you pay them, and nobody would leave.
0: Oh, what a great testament wow
1: and and he looked at me and goes, "I just have to know what do you do <laughs> It's that, not what you do; it's what it's who I, you what are. What do you do? And I looked at him and I said, "You know, I can't explain it to you, but we're all growing together."
0: Hmm. I said, "We're
1: all transforming." I said, "I've really worked on myself deep. You know, I've just did so many different. I was trying everything, and and uh, interesting enough, everything I was doing, I was getting." of transformations with, Mm. like just the stuff I was uh, attracted to really was getting me really in touch with my truth, getting me in touch with, you know, the commentary that was running in my head because Mm -hmm. of the traumas of childhood or from the conditioning from society or what teachers have said, you know, and I really understood that when I was uh, before this journey, I was always proving my worth hmm. Oh, so every yeah. meeting I went to, I had to prove there was like I had to prove something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was no longer doing it. You know, so there was freedom in everyone being able to to collaborate together to to bring our to bring our authentic selves to every meeting. You know, I used to say to the people that work for us at the end of the year, we would um, sort of all talk about what we gained this year, where we feel our growth was and I said I want to hear where your personal growth is Mm -hmm. because for me for anybody working for us if if they only had business growth I that didn't feel complete Mm -hmm. that felt incongruent in my heart
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know so because we're all human beings I mean like think about it we wake up in the morning boom we go to work (laughs) <laughs> and we show up this is who shows up yeah if
0: we're not working on ourselves who are we, you showing up there we don't show up fully this the, we don't show up fully and I love what you're what you said um, and I want to underline it one more time you said um, that you were constantly trying to prove yourself and I believe that When we are in that energy of fear, because it's fear based, is the fear of not being enough. It's the fear of not being liked and appreciated and loved for who we are and what we do. And when we're in that energy, we're constantly spending our energy defending ourselves, justifying, explaining. And then we resent people for not getting us (laughs) in the first place, but it's a vicious circle. But when we work on ourselves, the beauty is in the 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 it's not even it's confidence yes but it's more than that it's a deep comfort that we develop with ourselves yes and and yeah. that also is contagious to others when we're comfortable with ourselves we don't have to prove who we are all the time we don't go in ego and 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 in fear it like you said it creates a space where everybody has room to be who and truthful and and collaborative and so it's it's one of the keys to um to the way that we lead actually yeah right it's creating empathy as well for the people that that work with us and for us
1: what happens is it creates connections. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't have connections with people. You can't touch them, move them, inspire them if you're inauthentic. It just doesn't happen. No. You know, you have to be able to share your vulnerability, mm-hmm. to share, you know, like I, I I say, like I constantly would make fun of myself. Like when some when I clearly made a mistake or I missed it, and I was just like, dang, like. <coughs> I miss this right now. Like...
0: And when you're truthful, it gives the opportunity and permission to others for being truthful. And, and have we not all experienced this moment where you just don't say what you, you know, you don't say what you really would want to say, whether it's a mistake, whether um, it's a disagreement about an idea that's brought to the surface and we disagree. But when, when we are led by people who are not being truthful, because they're not fully authentic it changes everything well it it stifles for me it stifles creativity absolutely yes you know what a
1: lot of people don't know about equinox in our first 14 years of of owning it we created about 10 brands inside that brand so there was not room for hmm. anyone to be stifled by creativity, because we were just moving and shaking and going and creating, and you know, so we had equinox, and then we had the energy wear stores, and we had the equinox fitness training institute, and we had a wellness center, we had a medispa. spa, we had a a regular spa. I mean, we we had a clothing line, we had a vitamin line, we had a we had a weight loss program, we had a nutrition program. I mean, we just had so we had an adventure travel, you know, program. So there was the We were such a small team, you know, those first, really the first 10 years, our team was so small. If anybody was stifled, it would have affected, it really would have affected our creativity. And there was just no room for that. So we really needed to create a space that we were elevating each other, that, Mm -hmm. that you could trust the team. Mm-hmm. There, you know there was a deep level of trust like everyone knew I wanted everyone to be fully expressed it was really important to me that you showed up and you really fully expressed
0: your truth so to go back to this gentleman what did you tell him did he ever understand why your people would not leave you and be uh, so loyal to you you know I I don't know if you know
1: if you don't have that lens to really understand that, and you really just come from like a P and L and a certain very right brain person linear. Yes. Yes. I don't know if you can really grasp the depth of it, the soul, you, you know, pro- I think yeah. today he would have, um, because I think there has been such a shift and that people are understanding that the so-called soft touch in business is actually becoming the right touch because yeah, it's yeah. actually keeping teams and keeping people again they're they're staying inspired they're staying motivated they're staying connected there's a, a collaboration there's a, a joy I mean there's a uh, there's a I mean
0: there's a love I think that we I think that in in line with what we were discussing actually off air right before we mm-hmm. we came onto the show we were talking about, how um, there is a stigma about power and leadership and that and that um, you know there is this movement of women wanting to um, align with being a boss and um, and and calling it like a boss or calling it whatever they want to call it but there is a stigma still whatever you want to call it let's come back to the, the the actual stigma of of leadership and power that that when it comes from a woman, even if she is a strong woman, people don't look at that. They look at the fact that it will likely be a soft, attached to a soft touch. And I think that it's part of the stigma because it's not, it shouldn't be called a soft touch. It should be called a powerful touch because we're we're starting to see that, that that is where lies the power In being able to integrate, yes, you know, a a more masculine side, which is about um, being pragmatic and having a goal and having, you know, an outcome to reach. But the way that we get there is what people call the soft touch or the more feminine side, which is really about listening and transparency and empathy. And taking care of your people so that they perform at their best. It has nothing to do with soft, in my opinion. I don't know what you think well, about that, but you know, for me, it's like I resonate with inner strength. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that 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 power, mm, I don't resonate with that. Like mm. I've seen a lot of people who are supposedly very powerful, but they
0: don't have that inner strength. Well, to me, that's interesting. You said that because for me, what I call power is inner strength. Okay, and yeah. the power that we find in in the patriarchal world, yeah. the so-called power, to me, is not power because it's attached to, it's attached to an outside um, system, a validation system, such as whether it's a, a title or a bank account or your address or anything that stands on the outside. When you when the person is stripped of that so called power, who are they really? Well, that's the that's you know I
1: have a whole talk about that. <laughs> I about they aren't our exterior, mm-hmm. and that's very often you know. Um, and that's why I, you know, I really recommend people to do some to do some inner work because mm-hmm. very often. All of that starts at a very young age, you know, when you're your family of origin, you know, I'm going through this with a young woman I'm mentoring right now, and she's just finished law school, and she's kind of diving into a bit of a depression, and I recommended her go do a couple of these inner work, and she's realizing that she was an artist, that Was where her heart was when she was young, but she didn't get any praise for being an artist, mm-hmm. she didn't get accolades in her family of origin. All of the attention went on your academic rates, and not only that's where she was praised, but that you know they even created goal setting. And if you reach that, you'll get this and you'll get that. So there were a lot of exterior, so get that, and you'll get that handbag you want. You get that, you go on the spring break that you want, you mm-hmm. get. 4.0 you get this you get into you get into brown you get that the source is always on the outside always on the outside mm-hmm. and she realized that why she's diving into this depression is like she this isn't her soul is is wants something else mm-hmm. and she wasn't listening no she wasn't listening she also didn't have a uh, permission to listen because when the parents are running the show you know, you, there's a lot of fear of standing up to your parents and saying, no, I don't want to go to college for this. I want to go for art. It takes courage. It takes a lot of courage. And a lot mm-hmm. of times parents will say, well, I'm not paying for you to go to college for art.
0: Like we well, are going to come out and there's going to be no job. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Talk about so, the parents' expectations for their children. That's another topic we could go on and on and, right, on and on. <laughs> but it really is where, where things get formed.
1: Yes. You know, yes, I really absolutely. that, you know, research shows that something like between 25, depending on the publication, between 25 and 50% of all Americans' adults are using alcohol prescription drugs or recreation drugs to deal with anxiety. And today we're having epidemic, you know, numbers of people with anxiety. I mean, I've even read an article where it's children under 10 years old crazy you know because they the requirements for that you know whereas a lot of these kids just they're not able to connect to their authentic self they're not able to uh, they have to produce they have have to perform perform. they have to perform they have to produce they have to do this that they're they're the anxiety i mean like i always tell the young people i work with make anxiety your friend Mm -hmm. a little bit anxiety is that's a thing exactly there's a little red light that's saying you need to look something is incongruent between your soul your head you know your energy there's something you need to look at but instead they tell their parents they're having anxiety and then before you know it the parent calls the doctor and they get put on a little bit of anti-anxiety medication okay
0: how is that going to help move you forward it's It's not, and it's just like what I when I talk about fear, I say fear is your GPS. When you feel fear, there is a reason why you feel fear. So, face it, dance with it, explore what the fear is teaching you. What, where is the gift in that fear? Mm -hmm. And in our society, we are not, and I think that the rise of women um, is bringing back more empathy, more compassion, more listening, because that's really those qualities are, are so very feminine the, and, and feminine energy, not feminine, just particularly attached to women. Let's be, let's yes. be clear. Uh, Cause some men have amazing feminine energy and they are the best listeners. And so this, this epidemic is also so, Um, on the hands of of adults us all of us who really teach our kids that they don't have a choice that they don't basically listen to their heart and their soul and it's always again finding solutions on the outside let's go and I don't know smoke up let's and I've got nothing against smoking but if you are in a part in, in a in a uh, part of your life right now where you're experiencing some major difficulties well you know numbing yourself is not going to bring you solutions and it's definitely not teaching you to you know get ahead of the problem and find find your way again yes and you know i numbed myself
1: in my youth and my teenage years with exercise
0: yeah so oh. did
1: i mm-hmm. that was my drug yeah oh you know, so and but, but people would say to me oh but linia that's a good drug and i'm mm-hmm. like no it's it's it, it. Yeah. it's it has a hold on me it has a hold on me yeah so it becomes an obsession. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. obsession never is good inside of you yes you know, it's no it, it's, a, it's a compulsion for like equilibrium you know it's yes. really getting to that place of where you're in that equilibrium inside of you you know, and, you know, later on, I realized, like, you know, there were some traumas that I had that I needed to work through to get in touch with and to realize that some of those things were the things that were causing me to, um, to not be able to feel so great about myself. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, numbing mechanisms are are extremely prevalent, I think, in our, in our, um, so sorry I've got a call that comes in and ringing in my ears (laughs) so sorry thank god you're not hearing it um it's um it actually is this is a perfect segue to to what I really want to highlight with with you is that um similarly you your our paths are very similar in that you created a successful business, so you are a, a successful business founder. I mean, Equinox is is, is the testament to that. Um, the way that you were leading this company is also a testament to to your um, to you as a person and as a leader. Um, you are a self-made business leader and entrepreneur. You have faced many challenges as a business, as a woman in business, as a high achiever in business. Um, you have experience the peaks of your performance and at the peak of your performance you got to this point where you felt that you were disconnected from something you had lost something along the way and i think that um in the stories of success we often forget to highlight the very reasons why we get to this success and this is what makes me so passionate about um, the, the, the the stories of high achievers because it's also mine as it is yours. It's it's whatever formula we have created to achieve the success we we achieve and we experience, and we get to a point where that no longer works. And then what? And then how do we reconnect with whatever is is feeling like the disconnect right now
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what has been what so I would love for you to tell us a little bit about how you got to this point where you experienced a a, a sense of loss or a sense of disconnect with with a part of you and that and how did you how did you discover it and how did you deal with it um yes I'd love to share
1: that with you and as I said I started this self-discovery journey. Well, I still had Equinox because I had that fall and that was the beginning. And so then move up another 10 years later, 12 years later, maybe. And now we sell the business. It's time to sell the business. And we all wanted to sell the business. It wasn't like we, you know, didn't want to. We created, you know, an opportunity. We worked on it. We hired, you know, Bear Stearns to, to do the deal and we're getting doing this and it's just time it felt like it was just time the time was it was right you know we worked really really hard 24 hours a day I mean I was excited there were some weeks that I didn't even know what month I was in you know we were just working so hard um, and I knew like I couldn't go on like that for another 10 years like that was just impossible to just keep doing that plus I had a young son and I was, you know, definitely um, juggling a lot with that. And so now it's time to sell. And I would say it took about a year to go from the beginning until we actually closed the deal. And we were so excited. I mean, I was just so happy. And I remember the deal closes two days before, actually, my brother Danny comes into me. He was the one that really does all, did all the financials and work through the whole deal beautifully because he's just so genius at what he does. But I remember at one point he comes in and he says, I just want you to know, Levin, there's something on the table right now that can make this deal go south. And I just remember looking at him and I'm thinking, Danny, I want you to know this deal's already happened. It's done. <laughs> I'm not even sure if I believe that Tatiana, but I mean, there was something inside of me that was like, we are not going there. We are canceling that that's even a little bit of a possibility. Anyway, the deal gets done. We all go to Cipriani's that night with all of our friends and, you know, all the health and beauty editors, people that really helped helped us on that path. And everybody's coming up to me and they're like, oh my God, Lavinia, you must be so excited. You must be so excited. And I just remember feeling... um. I thought it was going to be a lot more exciting. And I just <laughs> i don't think it's hit me yet. I just don't think it's hit me yet. Because I really thought like I had this, I, I imagined that I was going to be feeling like I was on a roller coaster ride. Do you remember mm-hmm. that first time you're on a roller coaster ride? Mm-hmm. That was like mm-hmm. elation. You're just like, <gasps> like joy, you're just like out of your skin. And I thought that When we sold our company, that that's how I was going to feel. It was more money than I ever imagined I'd ever have in my life. I mean, just there were so many things. We earned it. We worked hard, like the satisfaction you got with it. A few days go by, and then the next day, of course, we go into Equinox. And for about a week, we're cleaning out our desks. And very sad, we're saying our goodbyes. And that was really sad. And then it's Christmas, and we have, I remember, a very very, um, abundant gift, giving. And then we all go on our... Vacations with our families. And I come, we come back on January 3rd, and my son goes to school on January 4th. And now I can take him to school. And I take him to school. And I remember walking out of the courtyard, and I just, it dawned on me that I had nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And through this whole year of selling, I never. I never thought about that this day. I never thought about this moment. I just didn't, I it didn't even come on my radar to put thought into it. And I just remember standing there almost paralyzed. Like, now what? Where do I go? Mm-hmm. Like I had, I would drop him off and I had to run, 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 run and get to my next meeting or get to here or get, for breakfast meeting like this was the first day I'm just standing there like this and I I didn't even have my workout clothes on so I had to go back to the apartment I, I said okay I'm gonna go work out and I go work out and again I'm talking to some people at Equinox but just a little bit and then I'm just like realizing I can't work out at Equinox like I just it's too I need to have a little bit of distance distance, distance yourself. so I started working out at some different studios and stuff and but I kept waiting for this feeling of elation. I was waiting for this feeling of like unbelievable accomplishment. I was going to feel whatever, just feel something like I was feeling nothing. Like I felt like I was the girl in um, the chorus line when she says, I'm feeling nothing. Yeah. And that's what I was feeling like nothing, zilch, nothing. I was, and I remember I'd call my mom because she was like the only person that I felt like I could be honest with. Because when you tell all of your friends who by the way are working, you know, busting their butts every day, like, oh, poor Lavinia, why don't you go to Chanel and go on a shopping spree? Yeah. Or whatever. Like yeah. shopping therapy. Like I didn't mm-hmm. feel comfortable sharing that. And my mom would say, Oh, honey, you just gotta give it time. Like you've been working since you're 14 years old. Like you've worked, you've worked your whole life. Like mm-hmm, you just mm-hmm. have to find your, you're gonna find your rhythm, sweetheart. You're gonna find your rhythm. And I kept waiting to find my rhythm. And like about three months later, I got out of bed and I've never been depressed a day in my life. Like, I just don't have that, that thing. Um, And I never, I realized, oh, I'm finally feeling something. I've never been so alone and so scared and so not in touch with who I am. Hmm. And you know, because I had already worked on myself, like you know, i already, I, I, I was working with a, a spiritual coach, and you know, I had a couple other, you know, people that I was working with, and, um, and it was interesting because my brothers kind of were starting something right away in mm-hmm. uh, in the hotel industry, and my they were trying to get me to do it with them, and there was a part of me that was ready to go. Because I don't want to feel this. This doesn't feel good. So let me just pivot and go do that. And
0: then I right. won't feel this because then I'll right. be distracted. Then. Well, and let's go back to numbing yourself through achievements well, and doing. Num- I numbed myself with work. That's right. With what I did. One, I, the doing. It's like being in a hamster I wheel. It's very addictive.
1: Just another goal, another goal. Like I'm sure that had to do with why I actually created so many things that I created at Equinox. it's not to be like, Exhausted at the end of the day, (laughs) and that's
0: and 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 you are describing the perfect persona of the high achiever who who becomes so trapped in his own his or her own success that they that that something major and drastic has to happen in order to call their attention to back to themselves. Like who am I if I don't have equinox?
1: Right. Yeah, and it wasn't even just being equinox, like. It, for me it was like i had to just keep creating more things and more things and we yeah. had to do this conference and put on an amazing show and then we had to do like it just never stopped it was like you know um so now it all stopped and it was interesting because you know i'm very thankful of you know this one life coach spiritual coach that i was working with when i said you know my brother's doing this project and i think i'm going to get involved with them and he looked at me and he said why you don't have enough money and I said of course I have enough money but I'm creative like I'm a person that is just wired to create like I remember even trying to play use my spirituality say like God gave me this kind of brain (laughs) like you know like God gave me this to be able to constantly create like why would I
0: not use it fully but he's, but he's all right for you
1: <laughs> right funny so that's bullshit he
0: said, so you
1: need to to stay stay calm you need to stay feel this you need to feel this and it was painful like i i you know and then i just kept doing the work like you just have to do the work when you do the work you'll get the clarity when you get the clarity. You're able to to start seeing, like you know, what your body of pain is, or what your trauma is, or why the stories, why you're not feeling, why you have to keep going and going and going.
0: And so, then- what what was your biggest discovery? What was your biggest lesson in in that moment where you had to slow down because mm-hmm. you were needing to learn how to slow down? Yes, right, right. and. What was your biggest discovery?
1: I think my biggest discovery was that I really realized um, just how insecure I was. Mm. I had a deep level of of insecurity.
0: Thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah. I really saw that I never felt I was smart enough. I never felt I was beautiful enough i was I never felt I was good enough I never I just really had a lot of insecurity Mm -hmm. and until I went back and I did some inner child work Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I went back and I um I worked on that little girl that Mm -hmm. did always kind of felt that Mm -hmm. um and that's what healed it that's that's kind of what healed it and then I was able to, to keep things calm, you know? Um, not, I remember signing up for my, to be involved with this school at my, my son's school. And I said, I'll be part of the, the auction. And I remember my first thought was, well, let me find out how much, the most they've ever raised. Cause I'm going to beat that number. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh, back, Lavinia. that's the old Lavinia that has to constantly prove that she's better. That she's better than anyone, that she okay. can create unbelievable, mm-hmm. unstoppable results. Like I had a, go back and
0: say but like i was so wired for that like it's practice it's it's exactly that it's rewiring your neurological system to to react differently and your brain neurons to think differently they just they're that they're you know i remember even having a dream at about that
1: time um that i was going to have a garden um because I really wanted to do some gardening, but unfortunately I was living in New York City at the time and you really couldn't garden there, and I remember having this dream like, oh, I'm going to garden, I'm going to have a garden, I'm going to have a vine of tomatoes, but then all of a sudden at the end of the dream, I put my tomato in a tomato contest, my tomato one like best tasting tomato and i remember going into my spirit you're like, saying like dang even my dreams are shit how you know, like i'm going to have it am going to have a, a tomato and my tomato has to be the best tasting tomato like
0: even my tomatoes are not enough damn <laughs> that's hilarious you just had to keep like keep
1: there and layer and layer. And I remember one time being on a train with my brother, Danny, we were actually going down to Philadelphia to meet this amazing woman. I'm
0: Sorry, I'm gonna, my, my dogs. I have, a, I have this um, a postman who comes obviously at the door on a daily basis and my, my dogs can cannot get used to it. And of course, okay no nala Lala. nala is her name nala she they followed me from montreal they're my little family here um so it's so it's so funny because of course whenever i do a show from 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 my space here they participate in the show every time every time (laughs) they should show up yeah exactly (laughs) so i'm so sorry so you were saying you're on the train and you're with Danny. So
1: I, I remember being on the train with my brother and this was the first time when I was working on myself um, when, after I had the fall. And I just remember being on the train. I was exhausted. I was just so tired. And I remember looking at my brother and I'm going, you know, I understand why people don't work on themselves. I'm like, it takes a lot. It oh. It takes so much, you know, I'm like, you know, I get why, like, that saying, ignorance is bliss,
0: <laughs> you it's, know? It's exactly true, and, and it takes such commitment.
1: Such commitment.
0: But such I commitment. have to say,
1: like, now, I have the most amazing life because of it. Like, I wouldn't change anything because the relationships I have
0: with myself, hmm. you know, I mean, it's just. So focus uh-huh. on that two seconds. I want you um, to, we have about four minutes left. I uh-huh. would love for you to to describe the experience that you have of your life today. Yeah, and, and yeah, and how different is that? Like, you know, if you can put it in words, how do you experience life today? First of all,
1: I definitely am present. I'm, I'm definitely present. And I speak my truth kindly.
0: Mm.
1: And now, just so you know, I still remain the student. Like that doesn't stop like, and, still... and, and that's, and that's part of the, the frustration a little bit, isn't it? I mean, that you we never, are, you don't ever graduate with the diploma and that's There it. is no pause button. button. Now you can, no, you're constantly, it's there, it never ends, you know, like, because like, I just went through something where I shared my truth with some people very close to me and it triggered all their stuff. And it triggered and it triggered and it triggered. And the next thing you know, they're trying to make me look like the bad guy.
0: And you know, it's not about you.
1: It's not about me. I shared my heart with them. That's something that made me feel uncomfortable. And the next thing you know, they're all ganging up. I'm evil. And it's like 10 years ago, that would have destroyed my heart. I would have been like me. But today I'm like, you know what? it's okay. Like, I don't, everyone doesn't have to think I'm the greatest. You know, years ago,
0: there's there freedom to that, right?
1: There's such liberation. There's such mm-hmm. freedom, like, mm-hmm. and I can love people from mm-hmm. afar. If they're really not my tribe, like if, if I can't share my authentic truth with you, and you're going to get defensive, and you're going to get punitive, and maybe even mean, then you know what, I can't it's okay. I can love you from afar where that's growth.
0: Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. know,
1: that is that there's growth there. There's liberation there. And then the people that you can create that with where you can share your heart and you could share your authenticity with them. And they, even if they don't agree with you, but they can just say, you know, like we should just agree that we don't agree
0: Mm -hmm.
1: or whatever. Like, and it's today is like there's really nothing taboo there isn't yeah. anything that I can walk into any room and not be a hundred percent luminous and there's a lot of freedom in that you know there's so much freedom in that like I'm not worrying about are they gonna like me I'm not worrying about not even worrying about like do I look good do I not look good like it it is what it is you know it's just mm-hmm. there's There really is a liberation in that. And the friendships that I have because of that are so meaningful and so intimate. Like I have all these amazing people, especially women in my life, like these amazing women that are all so present and they're working on themselves just as as, um, hard as I am. And you have this tribe. You know, I say like my life has no mask. Mm. you know I really I don't have a mask and that doesn't mean that I don't want to put my makeup on and look good but you know it's not you're not hiding behind anything I'm not hiding behind Mm. a mask and that's the first time because you always have that you know a little bit of that pretense of trying to look good sound smart whatever and today it's it's really very
0: freeing it's Mm. very very freeing I applaud that that's amazing Good for you. And isn't that the most delicious reward when we when we work work on ourselves so much that commitment level mm-hmm. to to feel free with ourselves and therefore others to to be who we are and it's not a popularity contest although we appreciate being appreciated, absolutely. <laughs> but it's not the driving force behind it. Yes, it becomes um, gratitude when we receive it. Yes. Mm. I think
1: there's one other thing I'd want to say. My biggest lesson was also in forgiveness. Mm. You know, um, everybody talks about gratitude, gratitude, and they do their gratitude list. But what what really shifted something huge for me Mm -hmm. was really focusing in every night on forgiveness, forgiving myself for the things that I was present where I could have had more tolerance. I could have delivered that message um, a little bit kinder or, you know, Whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then to forgive myself with things that I'm not even aware of that caused, you know, a disappointment or a heartache or something for mm-hmm. somebody else, and then I give forgiveness to the other people, mm-hmm. you know, forgiving them if they hurt me, you know, and I do that because what I realize is when you don't ha- when you don't live with forgiveness that poison lives inside of you. Absolutely. Yes. So forgiveness is like, it It really does um, create a flow of, mm-hmm. uh, of uh, joy and and just health. It's a joy of health. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness for me, uh, that's been something, it's been like the last year that has really impacted my life tremendously. Beautiful. And
0: I'd love to keep on going on that because forgiveness is is forgiving ourselves to begin with that's where it starts anyways we can't give forgiveness if we don't learn how to forgive ourselves to begin with Um, but thank you for mentioning that because I think it's one of the most valuable um, gifts to either give ourselves or give others and unfortunately we have to go it always goes so fast and I would love to continue fascinating conversation and fascinating you are Thank you so much for participating in this moment, creating magic with me. I am loving this moment. Thank you so much, Lavinia. Thank you. We will talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you again. Have a beautiful rest of your day. And thank you everyone for joining. Maybe we... (laughs)